Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Carrie. I'm Kelly. And And we're we're Identical identical Twins. twins. Well, I want to say good evening because it is late in the <laughs> evening and we are recording. And we do frequently record at night, especially during the school year. Yeah. But, but now we, that it's summer, we, we could be saying good morning. Yep. Good afternoon. But now I want to say good, good evening. evening. It is the end of summer. Yes. Here in Massachusetts, we go back to school a little bit later, I think, than mm-hmm. other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. So I think other families may have been in school for two, three weeks by now. Right. And we are basically starting this week. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So there's always a little bit of sadness for the end of summer. Right. But like super exciting for the start of a new school year. Right. To see our students, to be in my classroom. Oh, to yeah. The fun events that we have planned. It's hard to believe, though, that the summer has gone by. We had a great Him Talk, Twin Talk summer, did we not? Did you notice all the Him Talk, Twin Talk stuff we did? (laughs) We had a lot of social media stuff going Mm -hmm. out. We Mm -hmm. did a lot of recording. We were on a radio show for our big episode 85. That's right. And, you know, we still have more that that we want to do. You know, we want to have more of a, you know, kind of a store. We want to have things Mm -hmm. that that we can feel, Mm -hmm. you know, excited about sharing with you. Yeah, and actually coming up this fall, we're going to do a craft fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you love hymns, if you like supporting the podcast, um, yeah, hopefully you can go to our website and check things out. And hopefully we'll do more speaking engagements. We have loved doing those. We really have. So it's just been a fun journey. And you look at the numbers and you're like, okay, this is 87. Like, what happens at 87? I know. But, you know, we're just as excited and inspired with Him Talk, Twin Talk now Mm -hmm. as we were, you know, three years ago when we started. 2020, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so... We have lots of listeners. We engage with a lot of you on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We always say we have just a mighty group of him-loving right. friends. And we love all our listeners. Mm-hmm. But this request yeah. comes from a listener. Very near to us. <laughs> she may have an even more special place in our hearts. <laughs> this request is from our mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> so our mom asked us to do this back in April. Wow. Right. So if you think that we're putting mom's request up ahead, <laughs> anybody else's. But we just thought that this was a good time to do it. Yes. Um, yes. She... This she said that this hymn just makes her happy. Right. And you know, she was brought back to the days that we were all right. going to church together. We were little. We have the same memories. Yeah. I can remember singing this mm-hmm, song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being really impressed and I just thought it, even as a young kid it was right. cool when the men right. would kind of have their moving part and they would sing by themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of gospel songs would have the yep. tenor or the bass part do their own thing mm-hmm. and sort of deviate from the melody and have this really rhythmic, cool, yeah. added part. Mm-hmm. And I, I can remember being impressed as a kid. And I can't remember dad doing it. I mean, he must have, though, right? He must have. He must have. But we love these gospel songs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've had a lot of gospel songs that were from the tent meetings that you know people love. They tap their toes. They sing along. They're clapping. I mean, what's a gospel song that we've had on the podcast that you just know people listen to and smile? Yeah. Like, Like he lives. Yeah, I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. So cute. Yep. I mean, you can have a powerful song that tells the truth of who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. but in a really fun, Mm -hmm. singable, Mm -hmm. catchy way. Yeah. All right, name another one. Just the one from this summer. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
I I can picture and I hope that our listeners are singing along because those are the songs that you, we know the words to. We actually know the words by heart. I know that's true. Like I, I'm not good at memorizing songs no, at all. No, there's like this joke that sort of goes around. Have you ever heard this? No. My my kids will ask me if someone said, "I will give you a million dollars." You've never heard this? No. <laughs> It's so funny. If someone says to you, I will give you a million dollars if you can sing an entire song from beginning to end without messing up or right. missing a word, what song would you pick? Like, happy birthday? <laughs> that's, I think that's what I said. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I just, I don't think I could come up with one. I'm sure I would miss up some word. The Star Spangled Banner? I feel like I could do that. <laughs> but I mean, could you do Amazing Grace? Yeah, I would like to sit here and be like, yes, of course I can do Amazing Grace. But I know I would miss it, mess it up. Right. right. Or, or like, it is well with my soul. I would like yeah. to say that I could do every part of it. Right. But I probably wouldn't. Right. I don't know why we're talking about that. I know. Well, we didn't have brains and memorization skills like Fanny Crosby. That's for sure. <laughs> she was well known for just memorizing everything. Yeah. And actually, the funny thing is, is mom doesn't have a great memory when it comes to songs. Right. right. She'll be like, you know, the one, <laughs> you know, the one about glory. <laughs> and then it's up to us to guess. Right. So she came to us with this one. Let's let our listeners guess. All right. We are going to have a little name that tune with you, <laughs> which you're going to know this one. All right. Are you ready, Cal? I was once a sinner, but I came, pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word, kept his word. Okay, that was verse one. Verse one, super fun to sing, even right. though we're just like two girls. <laughs> we need those men. <laughs> Do you know the name of this hymn? The very next line is the refrain, which is the title. So here is episode 87. There's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. Nevermore to I mean, that, that is so crazy to me. Should we tell them? Yeah, yeah. We practice and have to go through these hymns quite a bit yes, most episodes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Especially when we don't know them. More but often than we'd like to did, admit. Did this just go into like some yeah. weird brain voice yeah. memory? Yeah, I remembered it. I remembered it too. I mean, with my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. I mean, and we all held it. And held it out. Song leader held his arms out. Right. Yeah. And we followed. Yeah. So much fun. I mean, mom said, we call her Nani. Nani said, this song makes me happy. And I mean, we actually need more songs like this. I, I know, love so the emotional songs. Yeah. I love the How Great Thou Art and Great Is Thy Faithfulness mm -hmm. and It Is Well. You get emotional. You mm -hmm. get maybe even your tears, your eyes fill with tears. Mm -hmm. I love that. But this one, you just smile. And it does tell the story of salvation. I was once a once sinner. A sinner. I mean- before Jesus, I was a sinner. I was broken and I was in need of a savior. And then I came, I came to the Lord. I received his pardon. I received his forgiveness. And now I'm bound for heaven. Right. Never more to roam. I'm so glad mom gave us this song because there is a lot to it. And, and we're going to go over all of it here. And <laughs> with a smile, with a smile yeah. the whole time because yeah. it's such a fun, happy song. All right. So where do you want to start, Cal? Well, let's just start with what this hymn classification would be. Okay, I love when we do this. I know, it does, we can't do it that often, No, actually. but, you know, you could just say hymn is like the big umbrella mm -hmm. for the genre of right. church music, right. hymn. And then underneath hymn, there's so many subgenres. Right. So what are we calling this? Well, this is a heaven hymn. Heaven hymn, double and, and, H. And there's not a lot of heaven hymns. Can you even think of heaven hymns that we've had on our podcast? Yes, of course. I mean, we did the Eastern Gate. Right. Which was so great. Episode 35. Loved that one. Yes, and, and that was new to us. Brand new to that us. That was new to us. And then we did... In the Sweet By and By, which we have a fun connection to In the Sweet By and right, By. Right, yeah. right. So In the Sweet By and By was episode 74. 
We loved that episode. Mm -hmm. We loved learning about the gentleman friends Mm -hmm. who wrote it in the apothecary shop. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to episode 74, please do. But we loved the performance for that. Right. That was a gentleman in Florida named Ben Everson. Mm -hmm. He has this amazing singing ministry. He does a lot of acapella and he like mixes it all himself. It's you know, him singing with himself mm-hmm. times six. Right. And he does this one. Right. He does a new name in glory. So we get to hear him today. Right. So we heard him on episode 74. If you haven't listened to In the Sweet By and By, yeah. go back and listen. And we're going to hear him again today on episode 87. And, you know, we just sang at the two of us and hopefully you were singing along and, you know, yeah. hopefully you enjoyed it. But when you hear him at the end, mm. oh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. He does such a good job. So this is one of our heaven hymns. Yeah. There's not a ton of them. No, and now we have the third one today. So Him Talk Twin Talk has had three <laughs> heaven hymns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's more in our future. Well, let's not give anything away. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now, while having hymns devoted to heaven was not very common, right. I mean, obviously, what was common was that the final verse of the hymn would be about heaven. So, you know, they'd have four verses and the fourth one would be about heaven or three verses and the third one would be about heaven. And we've had plenty of those on the podcast. Yeah, it was a it was a very common thing, a mm-hmm. kind of like a trend, yes. you know, really. All right, so Kelly, I thought maybe we would have a little quiz for you. So Kelly, I'm calling this How Well Do You Know the Final Verse? <laughs> oh gosh. So these are uh, are these hymns that we've done on the show? Yeah, so I just went to our list. You know, we have 80-something to choose from. Right, true, Um, true. So I went to our list, and I'm going to give you some words of the final verse, and you just have to tell me which hymn it's from. That are about heaven. Yes, the whole hymn isn't about heaven, but this fourth verse. verse. Do you think you can do that? Um, Yes, I think I know my final verses, especially if they're the episodes from our podcast. Because your memory is so good. So good, so good. (laughs) When it comes to songs. All right, so ready? Yes. Fourth verse, name this hymn. Okay. When with the ransomed in glory, his face I at last shall see, t'will be my joy through the ages to sing of his love for me. I mean, those words are very familiar. I know, I know, I know. You almost have to think of the, the rhyming tune. I pattern. Know, I know. Is it victory in Jesus? <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. What was it? So do you have, I don't know. I mean, am I just going to tell you? I wonder if our listeners knew. Well, they just made their guess and they all got it wrong. All right. I'm going to sing a little bit. Okay. When with the ransomed in glory, his face I must see. She still doesn't know it. It will be my joy through the ages. No. You're condemned unclean. How marvelous. I stand amazed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Kelly, that kind of took you a while. It did take me a while. But you got it. All right. How about this one? Okay. (laughs) I mean, I thought the other one was really easy. I think this one is even easier, but I don't know. Okay. And Lord, haste the day. (laughs) When my faith Faith shall shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back. As, As a, a scroll. scroll. It is well with my soul. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you get could you get a million dollars for doing it as <laughs> well? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, let's do another one. How about this one, Kel? In mansions of glory and endless delight, I'll ever adore thee in heaven. My Jesus, I love thee. Yes. <laughs> Such a good one. Okay, last one. Mm-hmm. When I tread the verge of Jordan. Guide me, although great Jehovah. Wow. <laughs> How did you do that? When I, I tread the verge of Jordan. That's all I know. What's next? <laughs> Bid my anxious fears subside. Um, so, okay. I started off very weak. I did not have a whole lot of faith in you after I stand amazed. But, <laughs> wow. You did so good. So, Kelly, all of those were episodes we've done here on the podcast already. Right. I mean, if people uh, would like to hear them, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. I stand amazed was episode 43. If you're sitting down, you can write that down. If you're driving in your car, you just have to remember. (laughs) My Jesus, I Love Thee was way back, episode three. Oh, way back at the beginning. Oh my gosh. Guide Me, Oh Thou Great Jehovah was episode five. Wow. And It Is Well, episode 16. Wow. 
Yeah. Those are some great hymns. And they and there's more, Carrie. There's, oh, there's more, more than that. I could have done more. Right. Yeah. And that's that common theme that they had was mm-hmm. that on their final verse, they would talk about heaven. And so that was Carrie's big quiz for me. How well do you know your final verses? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you should play the game. Give me a million dollars for <laughs> naming the hymn at the right time oh. or, or singing the whole thing. All right. So... We have to talk about this song and hopefully you are listening and you're smiling and Mm -hmm. you're just enjoying this and this is making you happy the way Mm -hmm. our mom says it makes her happy. Yeah. All right. So we already sang for you verse one and the chorus. Yeah, yeah. So let's look at these words. We already sang verse one and chorus. Yeah. And we already talked about how joyful it is. But the big theme is here is that the white robed angels sing the story A A sinner sinner has come come home. So it's this idea, and I do remember this as a kid, hearing that, you know, when someone accepts the Lord, when someone comes to Christ, you know, the angels are rejoicing in heaven. And I feel like this is my memory of our mom, so I wonder if you have a similar memory, that our mom would, like, act it out. The angels would say to each other, oh my goodness, get over here, get over here. Did you hear about Kelly and Carrie? Did you hear about Kelly? Yeah. This is amazing. And then they would spread it out, and they would tell people, and And they they would would be freaking out, just because they were so happy and it was when you accepted the Lord when you got baptized yeah or when you even got to tell somebody about Jesus mm-hmm. yeah my mom had this whole you know yeah. fun story of the angels partying and if you think you know we're dramatic you yeah, know we we got it from someone she's a right great storyteller she's a great storyteller yeah. and I do think that if you're listening to us and you don't come from the Baptist tradition I think this whole hymn and that whole experience of the angels you know rejoicing in heaven Mm. it comes from like our baptist heritage you know that the angels are in heaven um but i was drawn to that line the white robed angels sing the story a sinner has come home and it just reminded me of some of the parables the lost parables that jesus talks about in the gospels so at first glance you think oh it's a hymn about heaven it's probably about revelation or it's, you know, John 14, too, in my house are many mansions. But this is a different view of heaven, and I am reminded of Jesus' parables that he told. So let's take a look at that. What does the Bible mm-hmm. say? So this is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. And there's three parables in this chapter, and they all talk about something that was lost. I mean, Jesus is trying to tell his people something. And, you know, he often used stories. We call them parables. And this is where we start. There's the first one, Luke 15, 1 through 7. That's the parable of the lost sheep. And then the next one in verses 8 through 10 talks about the the parable of the lost coin. And then probably the most well-known parable of something that was lost is the very next verses, Luke 15, 11 through 31, and it's the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And when I hear a sinner has come home. Oh, right. Does everybody think of the prodigal son? I don't son? know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did you? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just put me on the spot. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think I thought about it. Yeah, A sinner has come home. I just thought of that son returning. And eating the pig. (laughs) Eating the fatted calf. (laughs) The fat calf. It's not a pig. It's just... Um, And how there was so much rejoicing and celebrating. Right. Yeah. So let's look over at some of the verses. Yeah, because there's something that's... Uh, common, the common thread in mm-hmm. these is that there is rejoicing right. when the lost person or item is then found. found. All right. So Luke fifteen seven. this is after the sheep has been found. Right. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. There it is, rejoicing in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then when the coin, that little coin, is finally found, Luke fifteen ten. in the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then in the ending of the uh, parable of the prodigal son, Luke fifteen thirty one. for the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So, so they, they began, began to celebrate. celebrate. Woo! Where's our party music? You know, we th- need th- party th- music. <laughs> yeah. So 
the Bible gives a very clear picture, mm-hmm. and what you know, whatever that looks like in your head, right. whatever that looks like in your head, we all can have different pictures, right? Physically, what it looks like, but it doesn't really matter. They may be wearing white robes; right. they may not. The idea here is that there is rejoicing in heaven, right? And that is this refrain. And mm-hmm. I think that's why the refrain is so well known. I think that if I had to do the million dollar challenge, I would not have remembered any of the verse. Right, exactly. It is, there's a new name written down in glory. So there's your celebration. There's your rejoicing. It's because a sinner has, has come, come home. home. <laughs> All right, so let's learn about this author. I mean, I, I love his name. Charles Austin Miles. What I think is so interesting about this name is that it it is a name that you would find today. Yeah. I mean, on the podcast, we hear all sorts of old-fashioned names. Oh, my gosh. You're not going to really meet anybody named Fanny today. Or Horatio. Or Simeon. Actually, maybe Simeon. (laughs) Maybe Horatio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I love this name because it really is something that you would see. I would see it on my roster for attendance with one of my students. Charles Charles Austin Miles. And like many hymn writers of his time, he had a pseudonym. And this is what made me laugh because his pseudonym, you guys, is the letter A for his initial, the letter A for his initial, and the last name Payne, P-A-Y-N. A-A Payne. I mean, why would he give himself that name, I mean, do you guys like Charles? I don't know. He's kind of a a Payne. Why would he do that? I don't know. I think actually he was being funny. A.A. Payne, and then his other pseudonym that he would use was C.A.M., which is just his initials. Like, does that even count as a pseudonym? I know. This doesn't really count. Yeah. But that's what he was known for and is in the hymnals. All right. So do we, in the podcast today, do we want to refer to him as Payne (laughs) or Miles? If we didn't like the hymn, I think it would be like, uh, uh, Payne. (laughs) But we love this hymn. So it's Charles Austin Miles. Are you ready to hear about him? Charles Austin Miles was born January 7th, 1868 in Lakehurst, New Jersey. We read that his musical career started very early when he was called to play for a funeral in a Methodist church when he was only 12 years old. Wow. Mm -hmm. I have a very distinct memory of playing something at a professional event at a very young age. So you could say the same story about me. Well, are you going to tell us or are you just going to make us guess? Do you know? I think so. So our mom yeah. graduated from nursing school when we were in the eighth grade. I remember it. And so we were probably 13 or 14. Yeah. And at her graduation ceremony, they wanted someone to play Pump and Circumstance. So I learned it. I got the sheet music. I learned it and I played it for my mom in her graduation. I think I played for her at another, you know, she sort of went to school, got different licenses and degrees. And I feel like I played at one of the graduation (laughs) ceremonies and I had to play a Whitney Houston song. Wow. I think it was the greatest love of all, but I'm not sure. And I bet that was more difficult. (laughs) Sheet music. (laughs) Pomp and circumstance. For those of you who are musicians. So he is just a kid and Mm -hmm. he's obviously showing his musical talent. Right. But he does what most people do and he goes to college for something completely else. Mm -hmm. He goes to Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and the University of Pennsylvania and he becomes a pharmacist. Like most hymn writers (laughs) at the beginning of their career. (laughs) I love that. Mm -hmm. But at age 24, so still very young, he abandons his pharmacy career and he begins to write gospel songs. Now, this is a little fun fact. Are you ready? Of course. He sends his first hymn that he's ever written to a publishing company called Rodeheaver Publishing, Aww. which was owned by Homer Rodeheaver. Okay, there's a name, Homer. We don't see anymore. Yeah, yeah. And he was the song leader for the American evangelist Billy Sunday. So we have talked about Billy Sunday before. Yeah. I mean, he was an, the baseball player the, turned evangelist. Yeah. He quit his team mm-hmm. to go and lead his own evangelistic meetings. And of course, these tent meetings were really 
popular and they were all over the country and so they would travel and he had his own song leader and that was Homer Rotaheaver mm-hmm. of the Rotaheaver Publishing Company. And we talked about Billy Sunday. So we talked about him on the episode 26, He Lives. And also we talked about Billy Sunday on episode 39 when we discussed Just As I Am, which makes sense because that was the song for the Billy Graham Crusades, which is an offshoot of all of those tent meetings. So clearly Charles Austin Miles had some musical talent. He didn't want to be a pharmacist anymore, but he needs to submit this first hymn that he's ever written. And he's praying and hoping that someone picks it up, that someone wants to publish it, that someone sees promise in him as a songwriter. So that first hymn, we know what it is today. It's called List Tis Jesus's Voice. List Tis Jesus's Voice. Right. So list is like the old fashioned. Like, like for listen, listen to right. telling a person to pay attention and listen. And then tis mm-hmm. is the abbreviation of it is. So it's basically saying, listen, it is Jesus's voice. Right. Okay. So the title is list tis Jesus's voice. I mean, from the title alone, it doesn't sound too promising. I know. I know, Kel. And, and unfortunately, it is only found in six hymnals. So the, he didn't have huge success with this first hymn, but it started everything. Should we try this? Yeah. All right, here's his first hymn ever. <laughs> List tis, tis Jesus' voice. Oh, sinner, your Savior now waiting stands. He points to his side and his wounded hands and offers you pardon for all your sin. Just now, if you let him, he'll cleanse you within. Then list, tis Jesus' voice. voice. He bids you make him your your choice. He's watching and waiting. He's calling you, come, in me find a refuge, in heaven find a home. So, I mean, Cam, should we call him Cam? Well, it's funny because he has (laughs) C. Austin Miles as the writer writer. of the words, and Cam, Cam. C-A-M, as the writer of the music. All right, so Cam, or Payne, or Charles. Right. Uh, you can just tell what how he likes to write music. Yes. He likes to have these extra parts mm-hmm. for the men. Mm-hmm. He he likes some cool, you know, harmonies. Mm-hmm. He likes the rhythms. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he likes this theme of yes. being a sinner yes. and going home. Mm-hmm. Being a sinner and going home and being redeemed. People who have issue with Christianity, you know, I feel like songs like this is what makes them feel like they they don't want to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to be told over and over again how, that you're a sinner. How bad you are. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what these tent meetings were about. I mean, it was, you are a sinner, come forward, repent of your sins. Mm-hmm. So this is the hymn that changed the course of his life. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's problems with the hymn, even just the, the title, List to Jesus. I, if I wrote that hymn, that may, might not steer me towards more hymn writing. It <laughs> might make me think I'm done. <laughs> I feel like someone, whether it was Rhoda Heaver, you know, someone saw a promise in him and it changed the course of his life. He went from being a pharmacist to a hymn writer. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this a few times on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, our big 85 episode of Haven of Rest. Gilmore was a dentist and he became a hymn writer. So we do see this. And then we talked about the guy who owned the apothecary shop for the sweet by and by. We looked up some career change statistics. Okay. Because this is kind of a newer concept. Right. So according to the statistics, Mm -hmm. nowadays the average person will have three to seven career changes in their lifetime. I mean, I think seven is a lot. Yes. I think three is a lot. I mean, complete career changes. Right. I went from being a teacher to a apothecary owner. (laughs) (laughs) And a few more statistics. 21% of people will use all of their education. Right. So that's that's you and I. We went to school for music education and we are teaching music. Right. 
and that includes master's degree too. Right. I mean, that that's, is all of my education went to music education. That's only 21% right. of people. 53% will use half or less of their ed- education and 15% will use none of their education in their current job. Wow. So as these people are considering changing careers, and honestly, we hear about this in education a lot. Yeah. Changing careers. 39% of people consider changes in career because of salary. They are not paid enough. Mm -hmm. So they want to go in a different direction to get more money. And I think that this is kind of a sad statistic, but only about 14% of the workforce believes that they have a great job and they do not want to change. 14%. Well, I mean, do you want to be put on the spot? Yeah. Are you in the 14%? I am, I am in the 14%. I think I'm in the 14%. I love my job. I don't want to change it. Mm-hmm. So talk to me in August. <laughs> I love my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have this direct quote from Charles Austin Miles. Cam. <laughs> <clears throat> Attention, please. It is as a writer of gospel songs, I am proud to be known. For in that way, I may be of the most use to my master, whom I serve willingly, although not as efficiently as is my desire. He wanted to be a writer of gospel songs. He wanted to be proud of that fact because he wanted to be of use to his master. And even all that he did, he still says he served willingly, but he still feels like it's not enough. It's, he still feels like it's not enough. Imagine if everyone lived that way. So we know that he wrote around 400 hymns. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the pseudonyms. Kel- I mean, conceivably, he could have had more pseudonyms and have had a lot more hymns to his credit. True. We True. don't know. But, you know, we can guess around 400. A lot of them you can see online. The, the Hymnary, the website we love to go to, right. has his hymns. Which doesn't always happen nope. when we're doing our research. But when you go to Charles Austin Miles, there's... Pages, a long over, list. you know, over four hundred. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of the hymns really were only published in one, two, or three hymnals, <laughs> and he was probably the editor, probably. So, you know, they weren't well-known hymns. No, but he does have like some hymn treasures to he his does. name. So it's funny the art. The article that I found online said that he was most known for his most famous hymns is one in, in the, the garden, garden. two. Dwelling in Beulah Land, and three, sweeter as the years roll by. I mean, people love In the Garden. Right. When we did our hymn sings over COVID online, Mm -hmm. people would request In the Garden quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I always remember seeing his name in the hymnal, C. Austin Miles. Mm -hmm. People requested In the Garden way more than A New Name in Glory. Yes. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Were you singing along with us? I mean, I feel like everybody knows that. So Mm -hmm. at least that refrain. Mm -hmm. So good. I mean, they listed his top three and A New Name in Glory isn't even on that list. And I love A New Name in Glory and I don't even know Sweeter as the Years Roll By. I really don't either. But I know the Beulah Land one. Yeah, Dwelling in Beulah Land, it's funny that that is a common popular one because I actually had to look it up. What does that even mean? If I were going to sing that in my church, I would need to explain to everyone what that meant. I thought Beulah Land was heaven. Well, Beulah is only mentioned once in the Bible. All right, so it's not heaven. What's that? I mean, What's what that? is Beulah then? Well, it's from Isaiah 62, 4. God says to his people, you will be called Hephzibah and your land, oh. Beulah. Apparently, Beulah means to be married. And this verse is a message of hope to the nation of Israel. God is saying to them, I'm changing your name from deserted and desolate to Hephzibah. And Beulah, God is changing the, his people's name, which is a theme that we see in our hymn. I know. A new, new name. name. That's Beulah. A new name, a second chance, a new beginning. Our guy, Charles Austin Miles, wrote a whole hymn about Beulah, which is only in the Bible once, and it is in 149 hymnals let's just sing the refrain cal because okay. that's where we hear okay. beulah land and i think we're going to enjoy dwelling in, in beulah, beulah land. land okay and if you know this sing along 
I'm one, two, three. I'm living on the mountain underneath a cloudless sky. Praise God. I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh, yes, I'm feasting on the manna. From a bountiful supply, for I am dwelling in Beulah land. Who out there is singing with us? I mean, you know who I think of? I don't know. I think, of, think of? I think of our friends, the walls at church. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they would be singing this. They would know it. Oh, I, I feel like so. they're huge Charles Austin Miles fans. <laughs> fans. Of course, they just call him Cam. <laughs> I mean, we don't like to throw around the term hymn legend very often. But I mean, we the don't. man who wrote In the Garden mm-hmm. and wrote over 400 hymns and wrote A New Name in Glory, mm-hmm. I, I am surprised we've only seen him now on, on, on the podcast. No, I think we can use the term hashtag hymn legend for him. Really? Yeah. So th- I think this is a mark, a sign of a really good, versatile hymn writer because Sometimes he writes the words and the music. Mm -hmm. He creates the entire thing. And other times he collaborates with a composer Mm -hmm. and he does the words. Mm -hmm. Or he does the music and collaborates with a poet like Fanny Crosby. I mean, he can go anywhere. He can work anywhere. And add to that that he's an editor of these hymnals. So then he can take something that someone else wrote and maybe just edit it a little bit. We don't see a lot of hymn writers that really do all of that. Right. The writing, the music, the, the word, editing. Yeah. I know. He really is. We can totally call him him legend. Yay! The only maybe misstep. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it needed a little bit of editing, Charles. Yeah. I think there was a misstep in the hymn treasure list. <laughs> Tis, Tis Jesus' <laughs> voice. Yeah. <laughs> he needed to work on that a little yeah, bit more. Maybe. Well, there's a reason why that's not right. sung today. But right. really, to have this hymn writer have... Two hymns mm-hmm. that are still really popular. Three, four, Cal. Maybe more. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. maybe three, yeah. maybe four. Yeah. So, you know, we did a little bit with the lost parable of, mm. you know, coming home and re- the angels rejoicing in heaven. But we really didn't even look at the other words. So we have our good friend, Reluca. Yes. And Reluca Bajor, she's going to play for us the tune and we're going to read the rest of the words. So yeah. these are the rest of the words of... A new, a new name, name written, written down in, in glory. glory. <laughs> I don't think that's the that's title. Right. It's just a new, new name, name in glory. glory. <laughs> okay. I was once a sinner, but I came, pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. I was humbly kneeling at the cross, fearing not but God's angry frown, when the heavens opened and I saw that my name was written down. In the book, tis written, saved by grace. Oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know, by the blood I am made whole. So those are the three verses that he wrote. And interestingly enough, some hymnals do not include that second verse. Mm-hmm. So the second verse was the one that I read, and it was about fearing God's right. frown. Right. I wonder if some editors just thought that maybe it was bringing the song down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, But the big theme of this song, I mean, it's heaven. Mm-hmm. It's about the name being written down. And it's not just a name. It's a new, new name. name. So this is where there's been some controversial theological discussions. All right. Well, we love a good hymn controversy. (laughs) And this is more about, you know, salvation, people who have a bit more of a reformed background, people who have a Baptist background, people who are from the high church. They differ in this area. And we even saw hymn writers struggle with it. Charles Wesley, the father of Methodism, struggled with this. Am I saved you know, from what I'm doing, or am I saved just by grace? And Charles Austin Miles is pretty clear. He says, my name is there, and in the book it says, saved Saved by by grace. grace. That's verse three. In the book it says, saved by grace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the question is, everyone thinks that there's a book. People don't argue that there's a book. The question is, what is the name that is in the book? Is it your name from the beginning of time, from before creation, God chose you? 
Or is it in for the first time as soon as you accept the Lord? And that word new, is it the same name you've always had? Or is it a new name? Now, there are people who love to discuss these types of things. Yes. And in fact, there are theology podcasts that would talk about this very thing. Mm -hmm. And this one topic Mm -hmm. could be hours Mm -hmm. of discussion. Mm -hmm. And that's not this podcast. (laughs) I mean, really. No, it's not. And and you can find podcasts for that. But we will touch on it a little bit because it is interesting. And we would like to show you both sides. I mean, as far as I can see, it's not completely clear in the Bible which way it is. Um, So I would say, don't get yourself all worked up over it because it's really not that important. Miles' song definitely suggests that your name is written down in glory at the time of your salvation. You accepted Christ and now the name is there and the angels are rejoicing. But when we look at Revelation 17, 8, what does the Bible say? The inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world, will be astonished. So, before the creation of the world, your name was written in the book of life. You were promised heaven. Right. But what happens? Sin and shame enters the world because of the fall. So, those names that were promised heaven from the beginning, like, does it not exist anymore? But Miles says, a sinner will come home. Home. So you're not just going anywhere. You're going to the place that you started. You're going to your home. So that would mean like you were already there. The name was already there. Yes. And now it's a new name. name. And we actually see again in Revelation 2, Jesus promises to him who overcomes, I will also give him a white stone with a new name name written on it, known only to him who receives it. This echoes what we read earlier in Isaiah 62 with Hepzibah and Beulah. (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) Hepzibah, Beulah. The nations shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a A new name name that the mouth of the Lord will give. So once we believe in Jesus, we're changed from enslaved to free, from broken to whole, orphaned to adopted, and abandoned to son and daughter of our living God. And Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, and I think everybody knows this verse, yeah. such a good one. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. Mm-hmm. And so if those are who are in Christ are new creations, it's only fitting that they would receive a new name suitable to their position in and relationship with Jesus. So this book, you guys, Revelation twenty fifteen warns us, And And whosoever whosoever was was not found written in in the the book book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Those are hard words. And they're kind of scary words. Mm -hmm. And I think instead of creating this, you know, feeling of of hope and confidence and assurance, Mm -hmm. it almost is like, well, am I in the book? Right. That's what like Charles Wesley would say. Could I be in the book? What if I'm not in the book? Right. And is it a literal book? And does the book change? Are, Once my name is in it, can it can it be erased? Right. And if my name isn't in it, can it get in it? Can right. it be put in it? Right. There are a yeah. lot of questions around this. And like we said, pastors and preachers and theologians will discuss it because, mm-hmm. you know, they love getting into it. And I'm not sure. I think it's all that important if my name was in there from the beginning or if my name was in there after. I think what's important is that my faith is in Jesus Christ. Right. Your faith is in Jesus Christ. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Mm -hmm. So it almost with the word author gives you that idea that there is a book. (laughs) Um, But he, what he started, he will finish. Right. And we have to have faith in that. Right. We have to put our hope in that. Right. And that's why this hymn is a hymn of joy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not a hymn of doubt. Mm-hmm. It's not a hymn of questioning. It's a hymn of joy. He boldly says, now I am forgiven and I know by the blood I am made whole. Mm-hmm. You are forgiven. Your faith is in Christ. He loves you. You're going to heaven. Back you know, in the day when you were trying to witness to someone or tell someone about Jesus, they would say, ask the question, do you know where you're going after you die? Someone who is a believer in Christ should say, I'm going to heaven, I know. It's not because I'm a good person. It's not because I'm better than anyone, but it's because I know 
who my redeemer is. I know who my savior is. He saved me. He died for me. He forgave my sins. And I am promised heaven. I'm promised eternity with him. And it's this promise that we hold on to. I mean, I don't want to, you know, jump ahead and say what Nani's hymn take was, but she said, this is a hymn of promise. I am promised heaven with my savior. I am promised eternity. And I just think if you live your life knowing that you have that promise, going back to standing on the promises of God, you know, what hope and and joy and confidence we have in our everyday life. We are covered by the blood. And Charles Austin Miles knew it. Mm -hmm. Nani knows it. Yeah. And we hope that you all know it. Yeah. As much as this podcast is supposed to be fun Mm -hmm. with our fun facts and our road trips. And quizzes. Yeah. That is really what this is all about, mm-hmm. the good news that we have in Jesus, mm-hmm. that we have that hope. Yeah. And all the things in this world that create doubt and confusion and chaos, mm. we don't have to have that in our faith. Right. So now we're coming to the performance for the day. We are so happy to have Ben Everson back. Mm-hmm. He is very talented. Mm-hmm. If you're not following him on social media, you should be because he always has great things that he's posting. Yeah. Um, he is in Florida. He has a wonderful ministry. He travels all over. Mm. Hopefully one of these days we'll get to meet him in person. Kelly, he's actually called Acapella Man. Wow. That's a, it's like a superhero <laughs> It's like name. a superhero. He has special acapella singing powers. Um, he writes original acapella arrangements, too. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So we are so happy to be sharing his music again. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we shared it on episode 74 in the Sweet By and By. Mm-hmm. And he's here today to sing A, a New, New Name, Name in Glory. Glory. Oh, I was once a sinner, but I came, pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Yes, it's mine. And the white-robed angels sing the story. A sinner has come home, home for for there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine, mine. oh yes it's mine, yes it's mine. With With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. I was humbly kneeling at the cross, fearing not but God's angry frown. When the heavens opened and I saw that my name was written down, there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine, mine. oh yes it's mine, yes it's mine. And the white-robed angels sing the story, a sinner has come home, home for for there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine, mine. oh yes it's mine, yes it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. In the book tis written, saved by grace, Oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know, By the blood I am made whole. For there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Yes, it's mine. And the white-robed angels sing the story. A sinner has come home. Has come home for there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. I love that. Yeah. And, and that's and I heard like the sound from our childhood. Yeah. Like I, I hear it. That's and exactly I, how it should be. And I love that he took it at a fast clip. It's quick. Because I 
feel like we always go faster than yeah. most people. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to share all his information mm-hmm. with you. If you go to his website, he even has tours, a yep. tour that he's doing. Yeah, you can some see dates. Him, yep. See him sing all over Minnesota, yep. Florida, Texas. And he has CDs that are available. Mm-hmm. You can stream his music on Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really happy to be, you know, connecting with him over this awesome yeah. gospel song. Two heaven songs. In I know. The sweet by and by and a new name in glory. Yeah. And Ben Everson with his heavenly acapella arrangement. He's known in some circles as acapella man. <laughs> <laughs> I need like a little sound superhero, a superhero sound. <laughs> All right. So Kelly, it's time in the podcast for our hymn take. Yes. We talked to our mom and she, her hymn take is that she is, you know, holding fast to the promise of this hymn that we are promised forgiveness. We are promised grace. We, and we are promised in eternity in heaven. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just at the end of the first verse, I was once a sinner, but I came, I received pardon. This was free, freely given and I found that he always kept his word. So there's that promise that mm-hmm. you can hold on mm-hmm. to. Thanks, Nani. All right, Kelly, what do you think? What's yours? What's going to stay with you? Well, I love this song, I think, because it is happy and fun and full of joy, just like Nani. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ is the only source of true joy. You know, we can find temporary joy here, things that make us happy. And there's so many things. We both said we love our job. We love right. our families. There's things that bring us joy. But verse three, in the book is written, saved by grace, by grace. Nothing that I did, nothing that makes me deserve it. And when I realized that, oh, the joy that came to my soul. And that's that kind of joy that true believers, Christians have in their heart because we know we're saved. Kelly, that was my hymn take. Oh my goodness, we're, we're twins. twins. <laughs> <laughs> that's our new sound, you guys, for any time we do something twinish. Kelly, I said it was the word joy. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. And I love that the joy is in my soul. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, it's, you know, kind of like the it is well with my soul. It's it's a deeper joy. Mm -hmm. It is not dependent on any of our earthly circumstances. Right. It can still exist no matter what storms we're in, the Mm -hmm. joy that is deep in my soul. Mm -hmm. And this hymn promises that mm-hmm. it promises that and our mom lives with so much joy i mm-hmm. mean she's a, a joyful woman people mm-hmm. would say that about her mm-hmm. so i think it's neat that she picks this hymn for us to do it was time to do a nice joyful hymn I it was know. time to do a hymn that made us smile now we want to do your requests mm-hmm. so let us know we we have a bunch of requests that have yeah. come in um but we kind of just spread them out based on you know the order that we're yeah. creating so we are always looking for new ones so give us your requests old hymns new hymns sad hymns joyful hymns (laughs) we'll do them all yeah and if you have obscure hymns of course we'll do that as well yes obscure hymns (laughs) all right and so mom got her request in yeah so she's good for a while i wonder if dad's gonna do one dad always mentions another hymn and it's the one about heaven do you know which one i'm talking about when When the the roll is called up yonder yonder. so maybe we'll do that soon i mean does anyone even know what those words mean see that's the problem with some of these hymns the words are weird when the roll Roll. like roll call or like bread (laughs) is called up yonder yonder Yonder. yeah still good hymns yep we're very excited this is 87 and we'll be back in two weeks for a brand new hymn Mm -hmm. all right see you in two weeks everyone thanks for listening keep singing bye